When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, we're recording. Here we are on the side of a highway. We're on the side of a highway. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Coming to you from Arizona. Somewhere on the side of the highway. That's how we roll. I figured I would stop off and show you this beautiful background. This is not a green screen, folks. This is motherfucking nature. And if you're listening to this and you don't have the video on, go to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso, and check out the videos. We're now posting all of our Sharp Tongue podcast videos online so you can see the view. It's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. I've got the dogs tied to a tree because I'm a good dog mom. We're out here on our way home after our shows in Arizona. Speaking of shows, come see me live. I'm going to be at the Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I'm going to be in Appleton, Wisconsin. That's going to be the first weekend of December. I will be in Missouri at the Blue Room Comedy Club the second weekend of December. I'm also going to be in San Diego at the American Comedy Club. I am also going to be at my mom's house, my childhood home, for Christmas. <laughs> All dates will be up on the website this week, jessiemay.com. So Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin, the first weekend of December. The Blue Room Comedy Club in Missouri, the second weekend. And San Diego's American Comedy Company, the third weekend of December. And we just got done with a full weekend at the House of Comedy in Arizona, I don't know why people live out here. There's a lot of creatures. There's a lot of scary noises. All my friends are like, you got to get high in the desert. No, I don't. There's too, I see too much, even at night. That's why I travel with my, my knife. I've got my survival knife, which I've stabbed myself with every single time that I open it because I'm scared of the creatures in Arizona. I am afraid of the cactus. Apparently, you guys have a cactus that shoot needles at people. You shouldn't live here. The desert is not a place that is conducive for life. It's dry. It's hot. There's no such goddamn thing as dry heat. You guys, it's just heat. It's heat, heat. That's what it is. The desert is a place, Arizona is a place where you are sweating from your pussy, where your lady taint is parched. It's offensive. It's so hot out here. It is offensive to your lady bits and your man bits. I would imagine the nuts, the nuts situation is a little dire and dank out here for you fellas. It's a real, real struggle. So I don't know about this whole getting high in the desert situation. The creature noises alone, it's like, you're like, what the fuck was that? Is that a demon coming back? Okay, and now there's something crawling on me. Fuck. I'm not, as much as I love nature, I don't think I'm built for it. I try my hardest, but I don't think I'm built for nature. You know, I, I love the, the serenity. I love the calm noises. Like, I'm all about a loon noise on a lake. 
That's what I'm all about. I'm all about the noise of a loon on a lake. I don't want anything else. I don't want like, you know, sounds of creepy crawlers. I don't want sounds of pterodactyls. I don't want, I don't want to hear leaves rustling underneath me. That's not relaxing. Speaking of not relaxing, hold on, let me yell at my dog. Chaplin, go lay down. Mom's trying to work. There's an echo. I mean, there's so much dryness that your voice comes back at you from a rock that's 30,000 miles away. <laughs> Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Mays. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. I can't tell you where I am. I, I, I literally pulled off on the side of the highway in the desert and I thought this was a beautiful backdrop. There's mountains. There's crispy plants a lot of plants that are like that's what the plants look like if they could make a noise they'd be like water i need water (laughs) chaplain shut it you've got everything you need my dogs have like a temperpedic blanket to lay on we had so much fun at the house of comedy shout out to everybody who came out i sold out of merch which is so exciting i i had a fun time marty caproni was out with me we both woke up dry as fuck every morning. So, so dry. The desert is so, so... It's, it's literally trying to kill you by dehydrating you. Slow dehydration. We woke up like... <laughs> <laughs> Marty's like, you better bring some water and put it next to your bed. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I eat micronutrients on the daily. I don't need water. He's like, okay. I woke up in the morning. I looked like the fucking crypt keeper. I was like... <laughs> I had no more upper lip. <laughs> I already don't have a big upper lip. It was gone. It was gone. It, it, had, it had evaporated. <laughs> so fucking dry. But we had fun, man. Oh, my God. You know what we did? Shout out to the team members and amazing staff at iFly in Phoenix, Arizona. We flew, bitches. It's this indoor flight school where they used a a very high amount of wind and air and you float and you have instructors. We flew. We put on our our flight suits, helmets, earbuds, and we flew up in the damn sky. Well, it was encased in a building, but it still felt like you were flying. It was so much fun. I had such anxiety about it because, you know, humans were not supposed to fly. We don't fly and we don't live underwater. We have limitations to what we can do. So a normal amount of a paranoia is associated with attempting things that go against your every instinct. But I did it because the whole team came out to our shows and they're like, you got to come try it. So Marty and I did it. It was so much fun. I have never laughed so hard in my life. The way I laughed watching Marty in a flight suit 
go inside this wind tunnel and shoot up like a goddamn baked potato. <laughs> I love you, Marty, so much, but you look like a baked potato. <laughs> you look like a loaded potato from TGI Fridays flying into the air. It, it was like a Macy's Day float without the strings. He was so cute. He he, he he didn't he couldn't wear his shoes because they were slip offs so they had to give him a pair of sneakers to wear. <laughs> he flipped around. It was it was amazing. It, honestly, if you have an iFly near you in your hometown or even a couple towns over, or even if you have to drive to it, it is so damn fun. It's fun to do it, especially because you. It, Carlin was looking over my shoulder, and I immediately panicked, thinking I was going to see a pack of coyotes. What do you see, Carlin? You don't have that good of eyesight. You see, the thing about coyotes is they match the color of the territory. They match the terrain. So if you guys see a video, and you're watching this video, or you hear a noise, it's probably a coyote jumping out from the bush, taking me out for lunch. And not like to take me out to lunch, but taking me out for their lunch. I fly. Try it out. It's so damn fun. It's um I was so scared. I really really was and I had to literally remind myself these are professional people. You're not going to die. If you do it's a great story and it's on video, so at least your death video will go viral. You need to challenge yourself more. You know, that's one of the things that I talked about in the past as far as like how to deal with grief challenge yourself and try something new. So this was a part of that, uh, the process that I'm going through. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try something new. And then I really try to control my breath because I was like, (gasps) (laughs) you know, when you're like a kid and you cry and you can't get your uh, control of your breath, I was like, (gasps) I literally was like hyperventilating. And then I just went to a Zen place, reminded myself that Alex, my instructor, my flight instructor was really qualified, overqualified, if you will. He had hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hours banked in this chamber. He knows what to do. He understands the movements. He understands the physics and the mechanisms to keep your body level. So I just literally, you, there's a doorway and there's this tube with high pressure wind and air coming from underneath this net, this metal net. And so he's standing on the net because the way you fly is you increase your surface area so the wind can, you know, lift you up. I didn't pass any sort of class in high school that would validate what I'm talking about. I'm just saying words that were said to me. And so what you do is you step through this threshold and you just fall onto the air. It's literally doing a trust fall with yourself and Mother Nature. And I'm sorry, but as a woman, I already don't trust Mother Nature. She makes me bleed a lot. She makes me crazy. She makes me crave things. She makes me have these arguments with people inside of my head. She makes me look crazy in front of my boyfriend. So I already don't trust Mother Nature. You know, we're not off to a good start. So I got to trust her and fall face forward into her bosom. Pretty much that's what you do. You just, you're like, I trust you, Mother Nature. Even though you've been a spiteful bitch, I'm going to fall into your bosom. And you fall right onto the air, and you kind of like sh- you kind of like flying squirrel it. You just spread them. You spread them like you're being arrested. You just spread your arms and your legs, relax your pussy, and the wind just catches hold of you. <laughs> Unless you're Marty. Unless you're Marty Caproni. 
And then you go in and you just fall to the net. No, Marty did a really great job. He didn't fall to the I mean, he fell to the net a couple times, but I was really proud of him stepping outside of his comfort zone, which is, you know, almost everything, because Marty's uncomfortable about everything. So I was really proud of him getting out there and, and doing something like that, especially how ridiculous he looked. Everyone looked ridiculous, but he looked a special kind of ridiculous. Like, I really feel like we should have had some sort of parade just for him <laughs> with musics and pyrotechnics to associate with, to accompany his flight. And then they do this thing where they pump up the air because they can control the pressure. They kick the air up a notch and you go flying up to the top. And I definitely sharded inside of my flight suit. So I apologize to whoever stepped into the suit after me, but you were definitely in a leftover shark cloud, a Jesse Mae Peluso shark cloud. So you're welcome. (laughs) But you guys got to check it out, man. The flight school, I fly. It's so freaking fun. And now I'm just here before I get back to Los Angeles. I'm excited about the end of this year, shooting a couple pilots, not people who fly planes, but the, the, uh, that's the process of hopefully selling a show. One of them is about a survival show with comedians. I mean, guys, I got my survival, my soul, son of a bitch. How do I, I got my soulmate survival knife right here. My man's always terrified whenever I kick it open because I literally have cut myself every time. I am built for survival. So hopefully this survival show goes because I'm going to show you guys my skills. I'm going to show you how fast I can run away from critters. I'm going to show you how I can make a nature house a home. I'm going to show you how I can stab myself with my survival knife. And also how I can use dirt as contour. (laughs) So that is something that I'm going to be doing Before the end of the year, we're going to be relaunching the podcast, hopefully with a new uh, couple new people to help, couple new producers, some new artwork, music. That's going to be exciting. And I'm also doing a pilot for a show that incorporates weed and puppets. All my dreams are coming true. I can get high with puppets? Yes. Who the hell wouldn't want to watch that? There's so much trash on, on TV and even on the internets, on the YouTubes. What, what about some good old clean marijuana-induced Muppets? Come on. That's what we're missing in life. The, oh, fuck. There goes the goddamn phone. It, this studio, my, my nature studio, albeit as amazing as it is, is it's a little bit difficult here because I got to have all of my equipment on my lap. <laughs> But I think it's cute, though. I got my cute little Sharp Tongue podcast sign here that basically it makes it look like that I am doing like some sort of school project, which, you know, I mean, you got to have fun with everything you're doing. That's why I was like driving home and I was like, you know, if it's just going to be me solo dolo on the podcast once in a while, I want at least the people who are watching on YouTube to see something cool and like relaxing like a nice naturey background i don't know what this mountain range is it's a the itchy the itchy rock mountain range whatever the native american tribe is that was here before us i kind of wish i had like some native american ancestry in my blood i'm wondering if i'm just all regular white bitch or if there's like a little bit of some tribe some native american tribe 
that is in my blood. That would be really, really nice. Because then I can like look into it and see, you know, maybe make up a Native American name for myself. Maybe I can have some sort of spiritual and, and mystical powers, you know? I mean, would you rather have some Native American in you or some other country? I don't know. I kind of would want to k- stick to the roots. I would want to stick to the roots a little bit and find my really interesting spirit animal situation as opposed to like all these basic white bitches whose spirit animal is Ariana Grande. That's not a spirit animal. <laughs> You're totally missing the point of a spirit animal. I think, I think like the Native American ancestors assign you your spirit animal at birth. And it's something that you've, you, you basically, it's like having a, a dire wolf with you your whole life. You know, you're born with like, it's like when you're, for the basic white bitch, it's like when your mom gets you a golden doodle for you when you're like a puppy for you when you're a little kid. Well, Native Americans assign you a spirit animal at birth, so it's kind of more badass. I think my spirit animal would probably be like a werewolf. Either that or like a, a, a blend of a werewolf and a unicorn. That would kind of be like my vibe. <laughs> like somewhat dangerous, but really mystical. You want to pet it, but you don't want to turn into it, but you appreciate it for its beauty and its mystery. That's my spirit animal situation. But yeah, it's a really beautiful... So I'm, I'm at a rest stop right here. This lady just came over here. Hey, hold on. I'm, my dogs are yelling. Chaplain. Chap. Hey. Chaplain. No. Get over here. Chaplain's five pounds and he's barking. Oh my, now he's trying to mount. Cha- <laughs> he just tried to mount bunny. Animals are weird. He just was like yelling and barking at this dude walking over and then he tried to fuck bunny. God. It's like all my ex-boyfriends. Yeah, this lady tried to come over here, this really cute older lady, because everyone wants to pet my dogs. I get it. They're little, they're cute. We all love dogs. But also, don't just try and come up and pet people's pets. That's how lawsuits happen. Next thing you know, my dog gets scared. Maybe he accidentally scratches your shin, and, and then you try and sue me. Well, that's not fair. I'm sitting off the side of a highway, tucked into this little patch of shade and you're coming up in my business and speaking of people coming up in your business am I the only one that can't stand when people tailgate on the highway especially if you're going a good amount of speed I'll move over and let you pass me I'm not that fucking asshole but if you're going like 95 miles an hour and we're in a 65 where are you going Where are you going? It's not my fault that you're late. Maybe you need better time management if you're in this much of a hurry that you're willing to put everyone's life at risk. Also, for all you fucking millennials out there and anybody who does this, stop texting and driving on the fucking highway. Stop. My life is more worthwhile than whatever dick pic you're trying to send on the highway or whatever shit you're trying to order off of Amazon.com while you're going 80 miles an hour. Can we stop it? Can we maybe act like there's other people in the world and we have somewhat consideration for other people? Because you know, it's like that movie Crash. Oh my God, Chaplin's barking over my shoulder. Is there a fucking coyote? What do you see? My dogs keep looking over my shoulder. Chaplin, hey, you're going to attract the coyotes. Stop it. You're going to attract them and they're going to bite you and eat you and I'm going to throw you to them because you're the smallest one. The rest of us can get away fast. See, I definitely feel like in the brush back here, there's a coyote watching me. I'm a little freaked out. I now I'm hearing noises. 
What was that noise? I need to smoke this. Hold on. I just wish that we would have a little bit more consideration for our fellow man and woman. There's no appointment that is worthwhile almost murdering somebody on the highway. Where are you going? Driving should be relaxing, and it's, and it's a luxury. Driving is a fucking luxury, okay? The fact that we can get in our cars, and I can go from L.A. to Arizona within half a day, luxury. Was that a cop? There's a cop across the highway. I'm just trying to light my joint in peace over here. Hold on. Shout out to Lowell Farms. Lowell Smokes. They have these amazing pre-rolls. They're not my sponsor, but they sent this to me, and it was really nice of them. So thank you for Lowell Smokes. They've got the first legal cafe, weed cafe, where you can go and smoke in L.A., and I've been, and let me tell you, the grilled cheese is bomb. The food is so good. It's not like one of these places where you go and they've got like a gimmick and the food is secondary. Nah, 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 nah. Mm-mm. The food is just as good as the weed. It's so good. And you go there and how it works is you go into the cafe and they assign you a cannabis waitress, basically. And then you order your weed and you can also, if you want to bring your own weed, if you have a strain that you know you like, I got to be careful I don't set any fires out here. Make sure that my cherry didn't you cut. I won't die by coyote bite. I'll die by combustion because I got a cigarette out here in this, or a joint out here in this dry ass climate. The thing about the Lowell Cafe that's cool is they have BYOC where you can bring your own cannabis. They just charge you kind of like a corkage fee to allow you to bring your weed in. But you can bring your weed in. You bring your friends in. You get stoned and hang out. Everyone's smoking. You can have edibles if you want. They've got a whole list of cannabis. All sorts of products. All sorts of delicious ways you can smoke it or eat it or whatever you want to do. And then you sit down and you order food and you hang out with your fucking friends. Are you kidding me? What a great time to be alive. It seriously is. Now, I'm not going to act like the legalization process. Hold on. Chaplain. Hey, I'm talking about weed. Chap. Chaplain. Stop it. It's always the little ones. It's not like the legalization process isn't going to come with some hiccups and affect the marijuana. It will. But in the long term, it'll be good because more people have more access to this amazing plant that provides so much relief to people now it is as a connoisseur you guys know i love marijuana there is a responsibility factor that comes along with it just because it's weed doesn't mean that you won't have sensitivities to it so especially on the edible level because the way your body digests and metabolizes weed is much different when you uh, consume it when you ingest it as opposed to when you smoke it There's a different process, there's a different catalyst, there's different enzymes that react with the THC, and it's more of a body high, it's more of an intense high because of the way it is processed in your body when you ingest it. So you gotta go, I say go low and slow. That's the best way to approach it. Go low and slow. And sometimes edibles might not be for you, I know that. I can microdose, I like to microdose on edibles, but I take too much 
I feel like I'm stoned in the desert and all the, all the coyotes are looking at me. All the coyotes are looking at me and the only thing that's left is my head and it's attached to my spine. That's what it feels like when I'm on the wrong dosage of edibles. I feel like it's just my skeleton out in the desert and coyotes are eating me alive. That's not fun. I'm just lighting this. I didn't go anywhere. I'm just trying to light my, my joint. Hold on. There we go. There she goes. I got my double barrel lighter, which I got in Arizona as well. Doesn't light that well. It's always like, it's so cute, you know, but it doesn't work that well. It's kind of like bitches on Instagram. You're like, oh my God, they're so cute, but it's kind of dumb. What the hell happened to it? You know, it looks so good in the window and then you get it home and it barely works. (laughs) Yo, Instagram took away the likes. What do we think? What do we think? (coughs) What do we think about that? I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm coughing in your ear. I think it's pretty cool. Who gives a fuck? Maybe it'll force us to like more things in real life than on social media. You know, maybe it'll force us to be back in the real life as opposed to living on social media. I I guess at the end of the day, what I've learned from Instagram taking away likes is... It makes me like the stuff that I really, really like as opposed to anything else. Now I'm just clicking on things that I really enjoy. And I think it'll help you post stuff that you really enjoy. It takes away the motivation being to get more likes. And it switches it to the motivation of just posting what you enjoy. Because if you're being genuine and you're posting real aspects of your life, which is what Instagram, I think, was created for, people are going to gravitate towards that, especially people who enjoy what you put out. So I'm still going to put up ass photos. My thirst traps, if you guys don't know, I do those uh, Sundays. It's a Sunday bum days, hashtag ass for alts. And people who don't read the caption think it's just me posting my ass, but it's actual thirst trap to raise awareness for Alzheimer's. So if you read the caption, it gives you information, and basically I'm using it as a way to promote Hilarity for Charity, which is an amazing organization by Seth Rogen and his wife, Laura Rogen, where they help a lot of caregivers of those who are dealing with loved ones and taking care of loved ones who have Alzheimer's. It helps, they give them some funds to help them because it's such an expensive disease to have. I also help promote Alzheimer's Association, of America, which I'm working on becoming a spokesperson for and an ambassador for because I want to at least use whatever little influence I have to raise awareness for this disease, which is so fucking brutal. It can be funny. Like anything terrible in life, it can be funny. That's my job to experience it and share it with you guys. And all those jokes are going to go into my special. We're working on it now. I believe we were focusing on trying to get something out this year, but I'm, you know, I still was going through a lot, losing my dad last year and him being sick the year before. Those emotional hardships take a toll on you, especially creatively, and especially in the process of writing jokes, how long it takes to perfect a joke or make a joke ready for any sort of special or any sort of release. It takes a long time. And because my dad was gone so fast... This sounds crazy, but I didn't have enough time to develop the jokes. (laughs) He died too fast. 
Dad, you couldn't have died a little bit slower, which ended up being the silver lining for my family and I because we didn't have to go through the average grief process of losing your loved one while they're alive, while they suffer with this disease, because on average, people are living with Alzheimer's for years. You know, my friend Chris McClure, his mom has been sick with Alzheimer's for seven, eight years. So our silver lining was we got the Cliff Notes version of it. But in my own artistic mind, I wasn't able to develop the joke. So now our goal is to film a special for next year. Now that I'm sort of out of that grief, the, the, tr- the depths of the grief, that I can sort of look at it from a different perspective and be able to process the jokes from a little bit more of a distant place as opposed to being right inside of the moment so it all works out it all works out all of it you know it ends up being fine and that's just what you have to remember if you're going through shit and you're stressing out and you think you're never going to get out of it and you're the only one experiencing it no we all experience it from oprah down to the regular bitch scooping beans at chipotle everyone goes through pain anguish, trauma, uh, depression, we all do. And just know that it's only a fleeting moment. You will come out of it. You'll be able to overcome. You'll learn. You'll grow. You'll evolve. Or you won't. Some people don't. And that's a sad truth. But I'm here to let you guys know that you can get through some terrible shit. You can get through some pain. And you've got to get through it because life is so fucking beautiful. I'm stoned. (laughs) I'm over here just trying to inspire bitches, you guys. I am a budget Tony Robbins. I'm Boney Robbins, okay? I'm here trying to create, uplift, and inspire you motherfuckers. (laughs) I'm stoned in the desert, okay? I'm giving you my best self right now. All I'm asking is you give me your best self. And speaking of people giving their best selves, we're going to slip into our new favorite segment (laughs) of the podcast called Carpe DMs, where we slip and slide inside of my DMs and see what you lovely folks have sent me. Some of you get really creative. I am going to avoid using your names because I feel like a lot of you have families and daughters and wives who wouldn't appreciate what you're sending, but I want to let you know that somebody loves you, and I hope you love you too. Um, Here's a DM sent to me at... 7.14 a.m. I was hoping for a butt pic. You always show your delicious butt. That's my weakness. You know what? You're right. I do always show my delicious butt. And it's funny that you say that because I just told everybody why I show my delicious butt. So now that you know that my delicious butt isn't just for your weakness, but it's also for your information, you're welcome. So now how you can pay me back is you go right to Hilarity for Charity or the Alzheimer's Association and donate in the name of your weakness. (laughs) This one was sent at 3.21 a.m.? Wow, you guys think of me all damn day. I feel honored. You are so funny and beautiful and always make me laugh. Oh, my God. I find it funny that you're not scared to fart. Keep up the farts. Always funny to me. Farts are always funny. Thank you for that inspirational and that positive DM. I agree with you. Farts are always funny. And maybe it was the way I was raised. 
My dad used to always say, pull my finger. He would lift his leg to fart. He would stop a conversation to fart. I have an uncle who does a countdown, a slap, and a dance before he farts. It's just how we roll. It's how we roll. I appreciate anybody who can appreciate a good flatulent joke. <laughs> this one comes to me from 6.20 a.m. What the fuck are you people doing? You're not even getting a full REM? You feel like you got to slide in my DMs? This one's the best one. I want to pump into you. <laughs> I want to pump into you. It doesn't even sound sexual. It doesn't sound sexual at all. You want to pump into me? I just, this is what I imagine. And you guys can't see this if you're just listening. I just imagine just, just a gentle pumping and thrusting. Nothing sexual. It's, a, it's almost like a dance. You want to pump into me. Well, you won't pump into me, but I appreciate the attempt to send me something to let me know that that's what you desire, that you'd like to pump, pump into me. <laughs> Who says that? Who says I want to pump into you? Oh, my God. <laughs> romance. Who says romance is dead? Please. Romance isn't dead. This man wants to pump into me. And that's, that's basically one of those novels that my mom used to read. It's just as sexual. It's just as romantic. I want to pump into you. It literally sounds like the way, like the mechanism of some sort of machine that builds cars. Like they pump, you know, pumping airs into the tire. It doesn't sound like anything you do between people. But I get what you're trying to say, bro. But I hope you, you know, use your pillow. Use your pillow. That could work. I think I saw that on uh, that Nick Kroll, that Nick Kroll show about hormones. Doesn't one of those hor doesn't one of those kids sleep with his pillow? <laughs> well, thank you guys for your DMs. I'm only going to do a few of them because I realize. There's quite a few in there, and uh, <laughs> it can be a little scurry. The DM situation can be a little scurry, but I appreciate you guys, you know, somewhat connecting with me, I guess. I hope you get the love that you need and the love that you desire. That's my, that's my biggest hope for you. <laughs> I want to pump into you. It sounds like almost like something an eight-year-old would say. I want to pump into you. Well, I got to pump along this highway and get home before these coyotes really start to get out here. Really start to get out here and want to eat us. There's also, I see bugs starting to crawl around me, probably because they can smell me dying from the inside out from all this dehydration. My dogs are over here waiting for me. Don't forget, you guys, come see me live. I'm going to be at the Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin, the first weekend of December. I'll be at the Blue Room Comedy Club in Missouri the second weekend of December. San Diego, American Comedy Company, 19th, 20th, 21st. I'll also be in Syracuse the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, my traditional show where I come out. I bring some of my favorite friends. We make fun of Syracuse. We have a fun time. We get drunk and lushed up before we have to spend the holiday with our family. JessieMay.com for tickets. And remember, get out there and explore. It's a beautiful world. It's a beautiful life. And you're not alone. If you're going through struggle, just know you're not alone. We're all there. We all have it happen to us, and you can, you can get through it. I promise you. And thank you guys for listening. Please rate and review the podcast. 
it really helps us, and I love to see what you guys think of it. And shout out to Lowell Smokes, Lowell Farms, for keeping me elevated on this particular episode. And Absolute Extract. Absolute Extracts is our sponsor. They're amazing. We're extending our giveaway for two more days. You guys can win the ABX hat, the fanny pack, the JBL Bluetooth speaker. If you go to abx.org forward slash Jesse May, enter in your information and subscribe, and you can win a chance to win all of that stuff. A hat, fanny pack, JBL speaker, which I use on the road with me. The quality is amazing for the size of that speaker. And, yeah, you just go right to abx.org forward slash Jesse May, enter in your information, subscribe, and you could win it. You could win an adventure pack from your adventure girl out here in the world, surviving, barely. I got my soulmate knife. I'm going to go drive the rest of the way home. My, someone else is driving. I'm not high. Don't listen to me. Everything's going to be fine. There's tr- cars and trucks all over this road. I probably drive better than most of, the, <laughs> most of them anyways. <laughs> Get off my ass. I'm going to pump into you. Thank you guys for listening. Share. Subscribe. Tell your friends about the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Also tell your friends to get out there and live life. Life is short. Love yourselves. Kind of want a cheeseburger. Maybe a waffle. (gasps) I could go to... Oh my God, I know I can go. I can go to Cracker Barrel. I gotta go. I'm gonna go to Cracker Barrel. It's my favorite fucking place. Okay, guys. I love you so much. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.